forgot to start it. How do I use to start it? <laughs> Hi, welcome I'm everybody. So... Welcome to the Clubcast, a podcast about pop culture and social commentary from an Asian American perspective. I'm your host Marvin Yoe. With me, as always, is Christine Chang. My co-host is back after leaving me for a week. Yay! I never left you. Yeah. I just you decided not to. Come. My health left all of us, <laughs> but it has returned. It's making a comeback. Oh, for now. For now. We'll see how, how it goes. No. You were having a headache earlier today, so. I know. You might, you might actually pass out in the middle no, of this. No. I actually grew. I've grown as a human being, and I've decided to be responsible, and I took two ibuprofen. Oh, great. I know, right? We have drugged up Minji Chang tonight. No, that was like seven hours ago. <laughs> Joining us today are two members of Collaboration San Francisco, Minji Your Old Hood, your old, yeah, your old crew. Bay Area. Got Daisuke Koshitani. Hey. What's Hi. up? And Selena Shen. Hello. Greetings. From the Bay. <laughs> How's it going? You, I How just, y'all doing? You, were, you guys were just here two days ago. I know. I yes. feel like yes. you're so far, but you're so close because I just hugged you oh. <laughs> like a moment ago. Oh, how, how long we were you guys? Our whole, yeah, yeah go. we brought our whole collab SF team down there. I know that posse. was awesome. We were just there for the week. You guys yeah. are rolling deep. Yeah, I loved so posse. it. It's the best time of showtime. It was a one day to. trip. We flew down one. Yes, you guys are crazy. We flew down. We didn't even sleep and came back up. So, oh my god, you all flew? I thought it was well worth it. I thought you like carpooled together. No, after after no, uh, no. after our tofu Half dinner. So. Selena and Daisuke went straight to LAX. Oh my god! Yes. Yep. Wow. You guys are crazy. We took a seven a.m. flight back. So you're back by eight a.m. for Pride. Yep. Yep. For Pride. Back Vanessa? by eight a.m. But Daisuke honestly, went to I was Pride. too. Nice. I was, no, I actually wasn't able to go to the parade because I oh, came yeah, back he, at eight a.m. and then knocked out. <gasps> I knocked out oh, no. from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. To be fair, and we then were I out quite late, so that was okay. Yeah, we had cool. we had a fun <laughs> yes. night out. Yeah, you guys are here. Well, we'll talk about it probably a little bit later. But you guys are here for collaboration in Los Angeles, which happened last Saturday yes. at the LATC in downtown LA. Yes, sir. Minji and I were well. I was watching the show from the booth, running the thing. But um, how did you guys enjoy um, the LA show? That was our first L.A., or at least for mine, it was my first L.A. showcase. And it was really good, at least for me, to just see, like, how you guys planned the whole showcase. And I feel like Collab L.A. has a different feel than San Francisco, um, even from, like, the design. You know, like, you guys have, like, the graph, graphic graffiti kind of feel. Um, more. And But, I mean, I really enjoyed the show, and I met people. We took some pictures and... Um, said hi to the artist so it was um fun and congrats to peter chung yeah, yeah congratulations peter chung is the winner of collaboration la he um he killed it yeah. he like did his hair flip and charmed the crowd that hair man i was giving him so much <laughs> grief about it it's, that hair it was his secret weapon minji's been t- trying to tell him to cut his hair since the first since he made the show He's oh like, my god you better cut the hair by the showtime or else well, it on he styled it a little bit, so I'll give him that. It it looked it looked more stylish than previous days. I swear to God, I was like, "What are you doing? It's like a mop. Cut it off." Minji, I agree with you. Wait. I definitely agree. <laughs> well, we go back with Peter. I can give him a little bit of crap. Yes. We've been friends for a few years, 
and and yeah, and we go is, way back. Is he to trying him. to grow his hair out? Is that what he's trying to do? Or I don't is, so know. Is this like sort of the interim? He's um, an artist. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, when my hair when my hair was that long, it was mostly due to sheer laziness. So <laughs> I want to see a picture of that. <laughs> yeah, Marvin, your hair was once think... that long, really? Wow. <laughs> we need to make that the photo for this podcast. Um, you kind of made yes, me cut my hair before Boston. Oh I know I did. Yeah. I, I when we went to Boston, guys. Oh. When we went to collaboration Boston in April, I like commanded Marvin to go get his hair cut. It's like no. Uh oh. <laughs> now we know it's because Minji's anti long hair on. I'm dudes. not. I'm saying I'm. I'm all about <laughs> fashion and style, and I. F- I feel I have my opinions about what I feel looks the best on said person. Male. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think all guys look great that with short hair. Look. Yeah, some guys like really look good. So I'm just saying, Marvin, you look better with short hair. <laughs> also, some guys have no choice. Well, I remember. Yeah, I remember um, one of the uh, during his performance. There was one point where he would, he kept shaking his head, and his head kept or his hair kept moving back and forth to the rhythm, and like that was more dramatic than the song <laughs> itself. At one point, <laughs> we'll find a video. <laughs> it was funny. Nice. Yeah. It's cool that you um, talked about that graffiti thing. We yeah. actually came up with that because um, during for our media day, we took a lot of our pictures around the little Tokyo area. And there's a lot of really cool wall art there, like just graffiti art all across all the buildings. And we kind of ran with that with our theme. Yeah. You know? It kind of got infused into the design. Everything kind of organically came about because we had a different variation of what our theme was before. It looks a little bit more hipster. And then this one looks just more artsy. I liked it. It all fit together. Yeah. Do you remember what was last year's? Last year's was the cityscape. Oh, uh, yeah. Is that Troubadour? So mm. we had the whole... Uh, it was like Ours a, is sort yeah. of a cityscape. I think we have like a city line. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. Well, still proud of Peter Chung because he was a winner for Collab SF3, yeah. right, as well. So 2012. Yes. yes. Yeah. Wait, he, he has his origins in San Francisco and brought it back to LA. <laughs> we had a lot of transplants in our show. It was, it was most of them were from the bay area yeah i didn't i didn't oh, realize yeah, so that till later yeah, yeah so many i think um that was not intentional <laughs> yeah <laughs> one of them was from north virginia um will, will the will park and a lot of them are from <laughs> the bay area i think perry and danielle are from honolulu yeah i think none of them were native la but are they from honolulu or just some i, I don't want to misspeak they're, they're in hawaii from, they're from hawaii yeah yeah um no, it was a really not. good show like when I was up there watching everyone perform, I felt it was really close. All of our artists did really, really well. They and, did. Um, I think especially with that. So this year we had a, a mentorship session with um, A.J. Raphael. And honestly, from their auditions to now, they've all improved like a lot. It was right? so fun. That was really fun. So we, you guys, we had – well, Daisuke, you were there. Actually, I'm going to let yes, Daisuke. Yes, I was you're, there. You're, you're, you were the fly yeah. on That's when I actually got to meet him in person. That was the first day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And he, he wasn't got, on your yes. team when you were back in SF? No. He's brand, brand, brand no. new. Yep. Yes. He's a newbie. So he can give us all of like, all the, <laughs> the critiques and all the insight of like how he has seen. And you guys are letting him evolve. run San Francisco now? Hell yeah. That's how much he's I like believe He's like your grandson. Like, <laughs> he's like your grand ED. Like the person you oh gave your God, power to gave your power to him. Feels so old. 
I feel old. You're generations apart. We are generations. Oh boy, Mindy. No, it's so many funny things that are threaded in um, collaboration San Francisco because um, specifically Casa at Berkeley because my I was I, I was president of Casa back in uh, I don't remember this is what the year. K Casa, right? Yeah, the K Casa, yeah. and then uh, and then Joe, who was our production director. In collaboration SF, he was uh, like what four or five years after me. He was president of Casa, and then our social media director, our marketing director, Jihern, um, followed in our footsteps. I think right now, right, right, Selena? Am I right, or is he? Yeah, yeah. A couple years later, yeah. A couple like years later five. than Jihern was. I was like, what the hell? And the funny and thing then is, Daisuke was like president of Casa. Years. Daisuke's not, so that's no. why he's starting. Daisuke's not Korean. Korean. He's a brand new era because he is Japanese American. He can do all the crazy things that we did not. Our first Japanese American executive <laughs> director, right? Right. Woo. Has there been one? Is that before? true? Is it true? Maybe it might be. It's been mostly Korean. Diversity. Chinese. Chinese and Korean. Yeah. Yes. Adam I'm is Vietnamese. happy we bring that diversity mm. to the table. Yeah, you are. Adam Adam is No, Adam's Chinese. Adam? No, he's, no, he's, he's Vietnamese. He's Vietnamese. Yeah. Oh my god. Cray. And then Eileen in Minneapolis. She's um Filipina. Oh, she's Hmong. Mong, what am I saying? God, <laughs> why was I mixing her up? Sorry. Brain dying. Aaron, Aaron's Chinese. And Aaron's Aaron Chinese, yes. Yeah, Aaron, let, let's, whoa, whoa, whoa there. <laughs> let's not claim him just yet. <laughs> what? He's, I, I'm still convinced he's what? an alien. <laughs> he's, a ro- he's a robot. He's not, he's a human. Got it. He was sent here, he was created through social media, ones and zeros, and he's all tricking us. He's, he's like, cool. he's from Tron World. I learned something. Yeah. He's from Tron World. <laughs> he, he came through an arcade machine in the back of Disneyland. Anyway, going back, you're the one who took us on a tangent. Well, I kind of did. Anyway, um, so Daisuke was with us during our mentorship session with AJ, and that was really cool. So I actually, I really want to hear, you know, from your perspective, what what you thought about that day because that was the first day we had ever, you know, it was like our pilot session. Yeah. Yes. One thing. So I was um, pretty surprised at like how everybody progressed from that mentorship session. Um, I think it was quite a helpful session for the, everybody. And I, one of the things that we like talked about at that mentorship session was like to really kind of connect with the audience. Um, and I think Asia gave a really good feedback about like kind of, you know, and I think you, Minji, you did as well, where like you're sort of syncing to the audience, like trying to bring the audience in and to do that, there's like, AJ gave like different tips on for the artist like how to bring the artist in like starting slow or being more open I mean I was just pretty sort of blown away by like the kind of insight that was given at that mentorship session and how then they were able to apply it to when showcase came so I saw a lot of growth from the mentorship session. That was really cool. I mean, because we, so basically they came in and they had to perform what, it wasn't even, they weren't even sure about what they were going to perform. They just do a song and then we talked them through XYZ. I made them do like funny, um, like an actor work, work, uh, exercise. You would. I totally did. It was so much fun. I did it with them. (laughs) BT dub, right? I participated and I didn't like command them like a train seal or something i i jumped around and danced with them and it's just to loosen up their bodies and stuff and then to see them do the same exact song that they walked in with at the end using you know whatever tips or whatever that aj or i gave it was really cool there, there was significant difference and that's what made me I was, I was just like so excited to see them and then what we had seen was different than what you had all we had all seen as a staff in auditions 
So I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait for everyone to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone did really, really well. And hopefully, even though not everyone could win, they all got something out from this experience and were are able to take it to their, you know, whatever they do next. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. That, that's Hopefully what... more stuff with us because we still have more stuff for them to oh, do. Oh, we have tons of stuff yeah. which is great. But that's, you know, it's funny because I feel like in the past, everyone has always been really fixated on the competition, which is one element of collaboration. I mean, it's just something to keep the show interesting. But I don't know. We were never, like, fixated on just supporting winners, in my opinion. Like, we've had so many cool artists come through. Like, how could you restrict yourself to just one, yeah. first of all? But it was just cool to see everybody. Yeah. And for me, you know, one of the coolest parts about working in collaboration is working with all these great artists who, you know, really want to share their passion and being part of that, being encouraging and, you know, seeing them through their journey is uh, is one of the most rewarding things, really, of being a part of this organization. We're in their baby stages, though. Well, not necessarily baby. I feel like they're, like, different stages, but it's earlier yeah. on, obviously. Yeah. It's so fun. Daisuke, I'm so glad you got to you got to sit on that. That was really cool. I was like excited yeah. to have a third. And it was totally spontaneous too. I was just coming down to LA to see my family, and then I hit up Minji and Marvin, and you were like, "Hey, come over to this mentorship session." I was like, okay, come so. sit in a hot box with a bunch of artists <laughs> and hear hear them get tips. That was really fun. Yes, thanks for inviting me. Of course. The cool, th- um, that cool thing that day was that, um, and this is this is why. Okay, this is why I freaking love collab. Okay, because that day we told we gave everybody thirty minute slots, right? We said this is your time slot. You had thirty minutes with AJ and me, and that's it. And everyone showed up early, first of all, which is you know, in life, people showing up early to anything is is a treat, right? And everyone showed up early, and they all stayed late. They like hung out all day outside together so whoever was in the mentorship session had their session but i thought either they would show up you know right before they needed to go in and then leave right after because they have other things to do but no they hung out the entire day so it was really fun yeah i thought it was really cool how they were jamming with each other outside in the lobby like the artists and i don't know if all of them knew each other in the beginning but like certainly by the end of it they did yeah yeah i loved it i was like i came outside to call in the next person like why are you still here? <laughs> Why are you here? Like, oh, we're just hanging out. Yeah. That's the best, isn't it? It sounds, that, oh, I wish I was there. It sounds so fun. Yeah. 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 It was so fun. Yeah. Um, I actually have a, a, a cool memento from the showcase. Um, Selena and I actually bought Peter Cheng's um, bracelet or like the necklace. And we got like the stamp. And all of that, he fe- he. I think it was like featured by with in Time magazine with Kanye West. Yeah. It was like a little accessory thing. Oh, and I've been wearing it since it. Sunday. My intent. Same. What did, what's your word? Since this is the whole point of the word is like to com- com- conversate about it. Well, won't 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 converse. <laughs> Why don't you explain to our listeners what the my intent bracelet is? Give them a free plug. Okay, because I love Chris. And I love Chris Pan, who's the founder of My Intent, and then Peter Chung, who's friends with Chris and supporting. Um, My Intent is it's a it's not jewelry, it's uh it's purpose driven conversation starters. It's to create um intention in your life by choosing a word and, and having it imprinted on this washer basically and having it with you as, you know, a bracelet or as a necklace and to remind yourself of, you know, whatever that word's meaning to you is. Um, 
And so, you know, and, and it's really a great organization because they're the people who are creating this jewelry are, are people who are transitioning out of homelessness. So it's providing jobs um, and just, you know, creating some good conversation around these these pieces. So, yeah, yeah, it's been around for a while. And actually, it's funny what happened with the whole Kanye West thing, because I understand like um, Chris had been going to a lot of events and like giving away a lot of jewelry and, and donating a lot of things. But they're kind of at a at a rocky point with the organization, whether they could stick around. And then all of a sudden he got invited by freaking Jay-Z to go to like a Grammy party, something along those lines. Oh. He's like, hey, why don't wow. you come to this party? And so Chris is being Chris was totally, yeah, OK, and went, met Kanye West. Kanye West chose Beautify and then he chose to wore that on the cover of Time magazine when he was chosen as like top hundred most influential people or something yeah wow. and then everyone wanted to know what he was wearing and then everyone freaked out and they're what the hell is that bracelet all about and that's Beautifies the point it. i guess that fits kanye you know that is very kanye. you can like put like <laughs> yeah humble or something <laughs> Daisuke, what's your word selena i want to know what your guys words are mine i just um so i chose a nickname of mine um some some of my friends call me dice Mm-hmm. Um, short for Dice K, and you know, I, like over the years, I've used that at like Starbucks and stuff. But I, I think I've also come to realize that it's like, like sort of a luck thing. You know, like I think some, like as we like work hard towards our goals, right? Like a lot of times, sometimes we also like just have to rely on like sheer luck and like just also, but like opportunity meets luck kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I like to think of my dice as like a dice roll, and hopefully that it's like a lucky charm for myself to like roll that lucky dice number nice i like that meaningful yeah <laughs> what about you selena um i chose joy um because i think that i really something that i think that's really important to me is that you know just being happy and being content of what i'm what i'm given and what i have and you know, um, and also it's just I watch. I was telling you guys earlier. I watched Inside Out today, and I think <laughs> it's like, it's just it was so like I was like, oh wow, you know, I could be the person who brings joy into other people's lives, who provide that sense of like comfort. I can and totally happiness. see that. I can totally see yeah. that about you, Selena. Yes, <laughs> a little ray I of totally sunshine. Agree. Yes. Yeah. I- Selena, I've already told you this, but I mean, like, in our collab group, like, Selena is the one that, like, helps us, like, move conversations along and make things exciting and stuff. Um, so it's, it's, it's fitting. Ray of sunshine. Yeah. You watched Inside yeah. Out, right? Yeah, hell yeah, I did. You liked it? I liked it. I loved it. I didn't, yeah. I mean, what, okay, when it comes to the whole, like, what's your, what's the best Pixar movie? It was it was pretty great. I mean, it was really refreshing because I haven't seen a have I? Maybe the last Pixar movie I saw was Brave. But anyway, I thought it was great, oh. especially because I love the people who played the voices so much. Oh, yeah. I mean, Amy Poehler is pretty much your spirit animal. My spirit animal, <laughs> and Wait. she played Joy. I love Amy Poehler. <laughs> I want to. Be, I'm saying this on air. I want to be the Asian Amy Poehler. That's the dream. I can see that. Oh, Should write that Go on your, your bracelet, Polar. <laughs> I got to know Amy Polar through Parks and Recreation. Precisely. But I also <laughs> did not know that she was the mom in Mean Girls. Yeah. She's everything. I did not know that. Oh, she was really? in SNL for a bunch of years, too. She's in SNL. She's, she helped start the Upright Citizens Brigade, which is an improv troupe um, that 
They're amazing. And I actually just signed up for a class to take improv. So I feel like I'm taking my little baby steps towards <laughs> filling meeting her tiny her. shoes and meeting her. God, if I meet her, I'll die. <laughs> Wait, so how about Tina Fey, her best friend? Are they best friends? They are best friends, which is even like more Tina? awesome. I love Tina. Okay. Yeah. But it, I mean, Inside Out was so great. And she was, I felt like the perfect person to play yeah. Joy. But, I mean, it's a good like message that. too for like, you know, it's a good way to teach kids about being okay with their emotions and things like that yeah right i could have used that movie to be honest like (laughs) i think that movie would have helped me um process certain things when i was younger but you know what live and learn right (laughs) it's just interesting how even it gives you in like the way that they i guess manifest the emotions and they're like you know in their brain control center and how you look at everyone else's head too and look at see that like you know like in the mom I mean, your first, your first, um, I guess, foreshadowing to the story is that, you know, if you look, remember the mom scene, this is spoiler, sorry, but this is also in on the commercial, so you should, so whatever. you've already spoiled, but in the <laughs> yeah. mom's um, headspace, the sadness was in control. She was the head emotion. For for mom? Yeah. I didn't oh, see yeah, that. she was. <gasps> right? Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Wow. Marvin oh. catches things that I never would ever think to catch. Daisuke, did you watch the movie? Sorry, are we like spoiling it? No, I have not. But all my friends have watched it. So In the end, everyone dies. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real bummer. Well, it's in oh, San Francisco, gosh. so it definitely made me like, That Aw. doesn't sound like a Pixar movie. But, okay, so this is what I heard from <laughs> from this, um, some another podcast I was listening to. But the way they portray San Francisco, because it's such a foreign place for the, the girl and the emotions, it's like... It's it's portrayed as like a dreary, like yeah, lonely it like, place. Yeah, like a horrible, oh, yeah. awful, foggy, gray. Also, they put broccoli on pizza, which is unacceptable. Which is actually, <laughs> I would eat that though. So you so would you freaking? I just ate a pizza hipster. with uh with uh Brussels sprouts and bacon on it. it exactly. Really oh, that sounds so good. Right. I mean, pizza with yeah. anything. Brussels sprouts is one of those <laughs> things where like I grew up thinking it was gross, but never really had it. It was just exactly. from TV. It's conceptual. I would like, oh, it's, it's gross. But then I, I had it for the first time. I'm like, hmm. It's awesome. It's pretty good. On the other hand, it was totally drenched in butter. So that might have. Did it have bacon with it. with it? No, this was before the bacon craze. This okay. is like maybe like early 2000s was the first time I had it. Yep. Oh, wow. It's been a while. I love but now it's all about the chard, the chard Brussels sprouts. Has the kale train left? Oh. Kale's still here. Oh no, not the kale. <laughs> they know. I mean, San Francisco is where I don't know. I feel like the, the juice thing and everything was like big. The press juicery and all that in stuff San is bigger San Francisco for quite a while. Last oh, time I went to San Francisco, I had that. Down. What was that? Yes. The, the muffin with the soft boiled egg in the middle. I've never had that. Where's that? Oh, Wolf and Sons, right? Craftsman Wolves, yeah. See, no, Craftsman Wolves, yeah. They're yeah. the city of experimentation. They had it's, it's pretty much like a muff. I like, actually, I yeah. don't know. Do you know where the cruffin started? I mean, we have cruffins. What is cruffin? Yeah. Croissant do, and muffin. Do we have that, or is that New York? No, New York was the um, the cronut. What is a, a cruffin? The it's cronut. A, it's a right. croissant muffin. I guess cruffin. Yes. That would be my logical deduction using I like my that name. Sherlock Holmes techniques. <laughs> Because croissant and muffin, if you squish <laughs> together. Croissant is a cute name. I would eat it just for that. You know what was the, cra- oh the, gosh, the greatest yeah. thing I ever saw was, um, I was, this was the San Diego Country Fair about, like, let's say 10 years ago when I was still in college. 
and um, revealing your age, huh? We, we've done we've done that many of times already. Um, <laughs> and they had this thing there called the Mexican funnel cake. Okay, it's pretty much funnel cake made with churro batter. Oh my Whoa. god! Sprinkled with like the cinnamon, like sugar. It's oh my really, god! Really good. So did they put the whipped cream in like strawberries? Mm-hmm. And so- oh my god! But it was like churro. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that sounds like a heart attack and waiting. No. But so good. And happiness and joy <laughs> on a plate. You, know you should what? just don't eat yourself. Mm-hmm. Bring friends and eat it with them. Yes. That's the way that way you you all die together. <laughs> <laughs> How tragic. I would have to say though, in like LA is the home of bakeries, like Asian bakeries. Like when we were down there, we tried to go to Porto's, but we couldn't because it was out of our way. But Porto's I feel is like not Asian. you guys. Porto's is an Asian. Oh, it's not Asian. It's Cuban. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's Cuban. Okay. But excellent. <laughs> but like you know the eighty-five wow. degrees, like the different all the all the bakeries down there, like LA is the one that has it. Oh yeah, I didn't know because like that's what I was telling Marvin. I did. I had not been uh, exposed to anything real outside of K Town in terms of like the Asian community. So I didn't know about the sixty-six. I didn't know about all of the <laughs> Taiwanese and Chinese you know variety of well, we're all, all we're all pretty much on the east side of like when i grew up i grew up in the city of san Gabriel in the middle of the 626 and you know, growing up we never went west of downtown mm, so the west side yeah. was totally new to me until I, st- I had to work in culver city and had to drive through the interesting thing is so i was talking to my cousin about this because she's lived in san francisco for the last 15 years and the way that she describes it is like san francisco was a really good food city for like fine dining avant-garde food and things like that but LA is a great food city for if you want like a diverse number, like co- all the cultures and like all the different, you know, and cheap. Um, yeah, like ethnic cuisines and oh, the, the sheer everything. like volume of it here is yeah. it's much more diverse. Yeah, um, that's how she classified it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree. Selena, do you live in San Francisco proper now? No. Oh, where do you live? I live in um, I live in the peninsula. Oh, so it's okay. close to San Francisco. It's close, yeah, but. Yeah, I'm moving. I'm uh, moving, planning on moving to the city. But I definitely agree with what Marvin said because I do watch a lot of videos about food um, <laughs> in LA. Um, and, like, you know, a lot of food, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what Filipino food looks like. Oh my gosh, like, Indian food looks so good in LA. Like, I'm not a fan of Indian food, but man. Like, it looks so good in L.A. For some reason. Girl, go to Fremont. What are you doing? <laughs> go, to, go to East Bay. Go to Fremont. It's all Indian food. Speaking of Fremont, there is a really good Indian fusion pizza place that I tried there. Oh, hey. Really San Francisco. That's my Louis Black impression. You know, and in comparison, I would, I would say New York is like the place where it just has expensive food like i remember i was there for three months over the <laughs> summer and every single time i walk walk out of something i'm just like throwing money at different things yes. like money would just go out of my wallet i mean i think new york's also the same as like i said it's very like if you're in the fine dining they have a lot of really great restaurants there um but like in, in manhattan right everyone to live there you have to give up a lot of things part of it is yes. money all of your money um and <laughs> this is how my other cousins explain to me. My, my, my cousins have lived all over. But like people, yes. unless the you're super, super rich, like if, unless you're, you know, you can afford to buy a place in Manhattan, you put up with living in New York to be in New York, right? You put up with yes. a tiny apartment. You put up with spending your entire, you know, even if you have a really good job, 
your entire paycheck on renting that tiny apartment so that you can go out <laughs> and spend the rest of your money on, you know, on fancy <laughs> drinks and really good sushi and really good seafood and in that, like that way, I'm so grateful that I can't handle alcohol and that I'm not really a drinker. Because I'm like, if I drink, <laughs> like the amount of money I spend on food in my regular life is ridiculous. And then to add drinks to that, it would just be really, really bad. But you do a lot of cooking, though. So that, that helps a lot, right? I do cook. Yeah. But then, I don't know. And that's healthy. It right? is healthy for the wallet and for yes. the, the gut. And for the body, also. The body, <laughs> Yes. I don't know. When I used to cook, I bought a lot of Hungry Man, bought a lot of Yeah, Hot your Pockets. cooking would be a little bit That's different. That's not cooking. I, I come from a – honestly, <laughs> yeah. I'm like – I feel like the Bay Area really did. At the time, especially from like co- after college, from the time I was like 22, 21, 22 to now, I really became like a really big health nut, you know, farmer's market. We are getting old, you know. Your birthday's coming up soon. Yeah. The big one. Yeah. Ooh. Big big three hey. oh. <laughs> Sayonara twenties. All her friends in LA. The thing though is bash. you guys gotta come back down. So when I went back to grad school, I was still living on my own, but you go back to living like a student and then you quickly realize that I may be living like a student, I may be a student, but I am not student age anymore. Yeah. No, there's <laughs> a significant difference. But, One cannot reverse. Yeah. Nor does one want to. But then you can't help yourself because you're, you know, you're working on your paper and all of a sudden, oh crap, all the restaurants are closed. I can only order pizza now. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. You know what? That's different. And that's different times because like now we have 824 and you can get like gourmet crap. (laughs) Yeah. But when you're in the East, like everything around is like, it's either pizza or like crappy Chinese food. So I'd rather eat the pizza. But it gets really depressing when you're like, you're throwing away leftover pizza to put in more leftover pizza. That's your life. That's not mine. <laughs> That's sad, Marvin. Wow. <laughs> I do not want to ever do that. <laughs> have you, wait, wait. So Marvin, have you ever thought about like cooking in batches over the weekend? Like having just, I don't know, making curry and eating that for the whole week. I've done that before I mean, actually. Oh, um, but it, it, it all starts out like I, when I do cook, I make, way too much so you know i pack lunches or whatever um the problem is so right now um i just don't have time lies i don't have time lies so you're a grown-ass man make time oh. <laughs> Welcome. no i'm like this to my brothers this is why because marvin is pretty much my brother and i give him crap all the time marvin's used to this i'm sorry i apologize but i'm also i also mean it well i mean currently i don't really have my own kitchen either so i can't really do that you can but use your kitchen right there's no room in the refrigerator only okra, yeah, only okra. <laughs> so but yeah no Excuses. that's the thing going back to no. going back to this stuff. it's hard no it's hard honestly my thing too it's with it's time it's like i want to be healthy but i like I forsake other things so that I can cook and it actually stresses me out. Sometimes there's days where I'm like, yay, I saved money, right? And I'm eating healthy, but I just wasted two hours out of my day that I don't have. You know what I mean? It does take a lot of time. It's hard being yeah. an adult. I hate Absolutely. it. No, I don't mind. You know what's really great is buying those like frozen like dumplings and just <laughs> making some gyoza. Yeah, that, that's, that's really good. Quick. That, I used to do that for a No, for but see, like... That's why YouTube is so helpful because it does all that meal prep stuff. So you and I can look at that together and we'll do like massive bunch of like, hey, we're going to do six days of chicken breast. Oh, 
See, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> Chicken and I actually veggies. really like cooking. Um, like when I do it, I like I try out new recipes and things like that. Uh, once I made this really good yakisoba, except I accidentally cut my finger while chopping the meat, so there was little pieces of oh. me in that in that yakisoba. <laughs> Great. Don't worry. Only I'm I sure ate it, so it came back nutritious. into my body, and now it's you know regenerated because that's how biology works, right? Oh boy, Marvin. Anyways, dude, you guys Inside Out was a great movie. I want to know San Francisco life because I I left a year ago and I miss it. But I'm also like, to be honest, like it's so much happens in LA that I haven't had time to miss it that much, and I go back a lot. But how the one thing that I don't miss about San Francisco that actually reminded me from Inside Out was like the living conditions like i loved my apartment that i lived in but it was like an older building but the inside was remodeled and mm-hmm. and the one it just made me think of my rent immediately because you mm-hmm. think of like oh where i lived and like oh i used to spend xyz amount each month is it still really brutal i'm sure it is oh it's probably gotten worse since you left is it worse guys oh it's definitely worse <laughs> oh god it's definitely worse i'm apartment hunting and oh boy I mean, we talked about it last time, last week in, in our low-key, low-energy podcast with Shamira about just how, you know, the whole, like, the fact that San Francisco is just gentrifying so much with, you know, the high-tech workers coming in and driving all the property values up. Like, it's really become a case study for other cities who are also growing to, like, try to avoid. Yeah. Right? Right. Painful. Yeah. <laughs> right. Good luck, Once Selena. Definitely. I mean... Um, well... <laughs> One thing I do like about San Francisco, though, is the districts. Like, each district has its own sort of personality. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, and they kind of each have their own, like, like different types of people. You know, like, there's, like, different people in, like, the financial district versus, like, the Castro versus the Tenderloin versus the Mission. Like, I think it's – that's something that you don't see in other cities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of do in New York, right? And Chicago. And even L.A. I mean, you got Silver Lake, you got NoHo, well, you Silver got... Silver Lake especially, yeah. You got, um... Yeah. Silver Lake is the West, mission. The West Side. Silver Lake is yeah. definitely the mission. Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills is, uh, Pack Heights. <laughs> and the Presidio. Yeah. And SGV is Cupertino, so, you know? Um, oh, yeah. Is okay. Is. <laughs> Wait, Daisuke, where do you live? I live close to the Castro. I, like, I live in this place called Corona Heights, which uh-huh. overlooks the Castro. So it's a little bit of a like an uphill battle every single day I come back from home or from work, but it has a nice view. Like we have this sort of the same view as like the Twin Peaks, I'm which so I don't jealous. know if you guys been there, but it's like a re- pretty like 360 view of the city. It's so it's nice. <laughs> Selena has friend. been there. Oh, nice. Oh, it's beautiful. Take- the view that he gets is beautiful, but that trek. Man, that's how one stays very that's slender how I and my fit. Calves. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I was gonna say he's probably got like calves day for days, day. leg no. day every day. Oh God. <laughs> Selena's just like, I just want my food. I just want to be comfortable and have my food and be happy. Why, why are we talking yes. about leg day? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I, uh, that's the one thing no, I do man. like about San Francisco. It's 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 a very walkable city. Like you can get, it's tiny. Yeah. It's not that big. Like LA is not walkable at all. <laughs> no. Although <laughs> if you live in the downtown yes. core, it's becoming more walkable. But well, they're still, trying to really get the yeah. metro going now. Which I still haven't taken. The metro's always take. been there. It's useful if you're in downtown. Um if and you live it. because the problem is like even five years ago no one really lived downtown. But now more and more people are. People are living in Little Tokyo, people are living in 
um, like there's a, some apartment buildings off the where the 101 and the 110 meet. Yeah. And more people are living here now, so that the metro is becoming much more viable. I mean, just down the street from where you live is the North Hollywood Station. Yeah. And that takes you straight to K Town. I know. I heard. Yeah. That's why I was like, I should try to take it. But once <laughs> you get to K Town, I mean, well, now we have the option of Uber and Lyft and all that stuff, so you can still like get to places because K Town's really big. Yeah. You know, but so it like, takes you to um, Vermont Wilshire, which is the yeah right in the middle. Yeah, so where you walked off to. Yeah, we lost Marvin on Saturday. Am I allowed to share this? Uh, you can, but I don't know if anyone's interested. Okay, well, Marvin wandered off after our after party and after we we're all having some soup. That so I- we like to have fun in collaboration after the shows because it's a you know when we're doing the show it's you know it. It looks all awesome. Everyone's having a good time, but those of us running it are stressing out like crazy. Yeah. So we right. like to let loose a little yeah. bit. We had a really. You have. Did you guys have fun? Because from we, what I remember, we, I think the four of us had a lot of fun we, at the at the party. There was some dancing. Party. There was some dancing. There was some dancing. Yeah. And lots of laughing. Lots of laughing. <laughs> That's my favorite part. I had so like the really like. <laughs> After a stressful night and it was finally all over, it's the best feeling in the world. It's funny because I'm not usually yes. a flight risk when I'm drunk, but for some reason he vanished. He, did you guys know? Were you guys there when all that happened? We're like, where did Marvin go? I'm just glad I didn't end up with another hole in my head. Yeah, that that was in San Francisco. That was <laughs> oh, at Campfest. <laughs> I do vividly remember Marvin sort of like almost sleeping when he was eating his tofu i was sleeping like he was that was oh, yeah that and was minji was straight up sleeping um, and minji was sleeping so you could clearly see we're saying that was oh yeah because i was facing you guys i was facing them oh were you oh my god i don't even remember yeah. that oh my god we hear a collaboration believe in the commitment to excellence <laughs> you know it, when right. you're, if you're gonna do something do it 110 percent so but marvin i right. think you proved to me that there's like like not only sleepwalking but sleep eating. Like you were still eating <laughs> with your eyes closed. Oh my god! I guess you were hungry still, but yeah, of course. All right. At least none of us fell asleep in our in our tofu. I did. My hair got. Did in you? It. No. So that's what Sean and I were laughing about. So Sean and I had a fun night. The other time, it was after Creator that night that we had. A, a, it was a launch party for another company that we we're all supportive of, and we all went to the party together. It was like a Wednesday night. It was completely random. This is how it rolls in LA. And then we ended up at that same restaurant, ordered the same food, and Sean was the one who fell asleep in his soup. And then so oh this time was my turn. And so now it's like the definitive measure of how fun was your night. It's like, oh, it was awesome. It was epic. But did you fall also, asleep in your soup? Also, though, we're not 22 anymore. Yes. We can't rally like we used to. No. Sometimes you got to fall asleep in some soup to give yourself some more energy. <laughs> For you youngins out there, sure. that's the secret to rallying. Sure. Falling asleep in sure. soup. I, I'm, that's I'm true. I'm Got it, Marvin. <laughs> I'm Noted really, from I'm the no, wise. It was a it was a, it was a good night. We had the, we had we we wanted to celebrate and we did. I'm sad that you missed the like because you got up you you had that early flight so that you could go back to enjoy Pride and I'm sad that you missed it because you're so tired. <laughs> Poor thing. I know. I mean, I missed it, but you know what? I mean, I've been to multiple Prides before. I've like paraded in it before as well. So awesome. Um, this one was a like a pretty historic one, but yeah. I like you know yeah I've done it and I still was able to do some of the Pride activities afterwards. So cool. I was pretty satisfied. So that allow weekend. me allow me to segue here. Speaking of celebration and pride, 
It was a historic yes. uh, day last Friday as uh, the su- Supreme it Court was. voted for in favor of marriage equality in the United States. Woo! Yay! It was, it was crazy I, to wake up to that. I didn't know that that was, was happening. Day. I remember... Me neither, actually. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it shows how much I keep up with the news. Well, we were busy trying to plan a show. Not that, you know, no it's excuse, more important than anything. Yeah. But we were kind of, we had yes. we, we had blinders on. What were you saying, Desi? And I would have to say, it was great timing. I mean, it, it was like right before the Pride Weekend in San Francisco. Um, that Friday, like, when it came out, it was all over Facebook, and everybody changed their profile pictures, and, um, and like... I don't know if you guys had a chance to like read the the legalese like that um, Justice Kennedy wrote. Mm-hmm, it like started mm-hmm. off with "No union is more profound than marriage," and I think like just for me reading that, like I was like, you know, I do want to get married sometime. Like just the fact <laughs> of it, like people say like marriage is like so much things to like think about and like all the bad things, but marriage is like a cool like thing and something that we like as humans, you know, as emotional beings that we need each other like want at least. It's a beautiful Maybe not, not commitment. Speaking for everybody, but yeah, I kind at of at least it touched me in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like that uh, legally sh- should have just been two words, like yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course. Yes, <laughs> duh. <laughs> Precise to the point. Done. It's like why not? <laughs> or it's just one word, duh. <laughs> yeah, duh. I don't know. I mean, but there's a lot of controversy going on about it. And so it's it's interesting. I mean, there this is what I actually said. I spoke about this at Collaboration LA in like my closing speech, even though we're rushing because we were over time and we need to get out. But I just kind of needed to take a moment, you know, to to kind of sink in everything that's been happening. I mean, I feel like the last two weeks alone in terms of things that really impact us all in this really fundamental way in society were happening like rapid. It was rapid fire. I was like, I can't even digest everything that's going on. Like, okay, we got marriage equality. That's amazing. And then, but then, you know, we had the Charleston shooting before it. I could, I was still grab like, it's too many emotions and like inside outs coming out at the same time. And I'm like, Richard Dolezal, you got Emma Stone. It was, there's so many things Mm -hmm. happening. And I feel like the conversations that, previously would have taken you know years and spanned a really much longer period of time are happening so rapidly and we can credit that to social media and to the fact that people are vocalizing their issues in huge numbers right like yeah. really really quickly agreed it's it's right. insane yeah. but i mean you I guys agree. are younger when it than happens me. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it just, it comes in, it comes in waves, I guess. And when it happens, it's a big wave, but I'm sure like, you know, up until that point, like there's just been multiple, many years and of hard work and, you know, people going for the, the cause and whatnot. And that took a long, long time to get there. But when it happens, it comes all in the wave. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's how I felt like it, but it's a crazy um world. anyway castro was like crazy on friday <laughs> everybody was out like um when castro gets crazy like i like mentally say like do not take a lift through castro market like you will never get out Mm-mm. and people will like c- crawl on top of your car and like start dancing that's kind of like the big <laughs> castro outbreak that happened so be warned <laughs> oh my gosh but, that must have been so epic to be there and to celebrate with everybody i can't even imagine well i i feel like i don't know i this conversation is really important to me just because i feel again i've had a lot of different perspectives growing up i grew up 
really, really Christian when I was younger. Um, Mm -hmm. And I grew up with a a certain belief system that at a younger age, I can right now as an adult, I can like fully own to like, I didn't really know what I believed. I just believed it. Um, I'm not saying that that's how all Christians are. I'm not saying that how all religious people are, but I'm just saying that's how I was. And to me, I feel like there's so many different conversations happening now because of the decisions that are making and impacting everybody on this like really large scale. And it's, it's crazy to me just to see what the outcomes of that are going to be because there are definitely those who are super all about it, right? Which is great. But then there's people who are really still like digging their heels and really against it. And, you know, I, I don't want to... I don't agree with it, but it's also like, I didn't know how to approach that subject because there are people within my world that are going to really disagree with what I believe in. Right. How do you approach that without becoming hostile or whatever? Cause a lot of these issues make people's like about gay marriage, about racism, about taking the freaking Confederate flag down. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's so many of these conversations that were happening. It was just overwhelming. It was. I see a lot of my friends posting that, you know, if you don't support it, then, like, just unfriend me now. Yeah. Which I feel like is a very extreme way to go. But no, at the I same time, it. like, yeah. I get it, but, like, yeah. I wonder what that would accomplish for me mm-hmm. if, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, do you guys, were you guys seeing that? I mean, because also it really kind of defines, like, who within your circle of friends. I didn't see that many people opposed to it, but there definitely were people who posted something in support and there was a tirade of, like, I've seen that. I've seen people. I've seen people who weren't in support, but trying to find like some dogma or something to you know to say how they're okay with it. Mm -hmm. Or you know, you know how like you know, I find this a lot in 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 the Christian religion. I'm I'm not religious myself, but you know, if something doesn't go your way, there's that feeling that oh, there's a reason for everything. Mm -hmm. And I feel like on the more moderate side, people are going with that rationale. Mm -hmm. Um. Instead of going full on like this is like, you know, a human rights a thing. sin or like oh, abomination, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's just because we're in America and there's like just it's a like such a hodgepodge of so many different ideas and beliefs. Like it's hard to just say what is right, you know, and everyone has their own beliefs, um, which is why it's been such a hotly debated issue throughout the years. So, I mean, I personally didn't have like. I've definitely seen like people like videos or like some of like oppositions to the, the, the SCOTUS like law that just passed. But um, I mean, you know, I just sort of think like, you know, everyone has different opinions and they're entitled to it. But I mean, I certainly am like happy that this outcome happened. Um, But you know, there's, there's others that aren't and like, that's okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was like, not to disregard all the hard work and all the activism that came to this place. But you know, to me, when I heard the news, it was literally like, yeah, of course, you know? <laughs> right. Well, well duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really, it shouldn't be an issue, you know? Or it shouldn't be, you know, as... Controversial. Contra- yeah, as controversial as, as it seems to be with a lot of people. Well, it's funny that, right. like, Ireland passed it. I was like, that's like the freaking Catholic. Irish Catholics <laughs> of the world. Country. Yeah. Right. I don't understand. And I love I the agree. Pope. Yeah, I think that's the thing. The like, Pope? <laughs> oh, yeah. The Pope. The, <laughs> even Mexico passed it, you know, <laughs> last week. So maybe we're like, oh, crap. We're like, we're the Behind. uncool kids in between two cool kids. We got to like, Yo, do you think they're onto us? You know, you got to <laughs> gotta get into. <laughs> it's 
gotta be it, Marvin. We we got we gotta we we gotta fit in, guys. Well, Selena's actually from London. Her family lives. Oh, in she's from London town. She's from London. Yes, 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 guys. So she's a very worldly young woman. I don't know. I'm from all over the world, really. I yeah. I've heard some interesting news on NPR, but I want to hear your thoughts because, you know, you've been able to live internationally here because you go back to the UK during breaks and stuff. How does that, how does that end up like feeling for you when you come back or when you go there? What is, are there, I mean, every place is so different. You can go outside, you know, go to a different district in San Francisco and you're somewhere different, but how, how does it feel different when you go to Europe and then when you come back here? Well, uh, I mean, to be honest, I did grow up in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. so I'm very much accustomed to the Bay Area culture. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, I think, going away and then coming back, it, it kind of made me realize that I, I like the San Francisco culture, like the American culture where, well, the American culture at, that I was exposed to, at least, mm-hmm. um, you know, where everyone is very just overall relaxed and you know very liberal like you know like Daisuke said like everyone's entitled to your own opinions it's not you know oh we have to conform to all become one person like agree to one type of um, belief Mm -hmm. like I I don't think that's necessarily necessary (laughs) Um, but yeah like I think um, being back and forth being exposed to so many different cultures because I was born in China as well, where, like, you know, we were, it is under a communist government, and, you know, to be, to be fair, though, I never felt like I was oppressed or anything, maybe I was brainwashed, I don't know, at the time, (laughs) I never felt like, you know, I was oppressed, and um, coming here, uh, when everyone started criticizing, like, oh, yeah, the Chinese government did this and this, and I'm like, um, yeah, uh, no, no, not really, (laughs) I grew up there, (laughs) I'm still alive. <laughs> so, you know, there is that stereotype that people tend to have that are misleading. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it does make me feel uncomfortable, you know, as like a Chinese person. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes like it like it is um, hard for me to accept those comments. And I almost feel embarrassed to say that I am from China, like because of those comments. So, you know, um, that's that. And then, you know, in the UK, completely different because they're all they've exposed to were are Chinese tourists. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so like you'll get people coming up to you literally and ask you, oh, where are you from? Like, like I would usually I would answer like, oh, I'm from the United States. You know, yeah, um, I speak English fine. You don't need to speak ni hao to me. But like, where are you really from? <laughs> yeah, no, I get that question so much. Or like people just make assumptions. Like I've definitely like I there was one time where I was paying for a sandwich um, at a convenience shop. And literally the cashier looks at me and goes, let me guess, Thailand? I'm like, excuse me? Uh, excuse me? And he was, yeah. I was like, not only are you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I experienced shades of that because I studied abroad in Paris and 
got ni hao dat and konnichiwa dat and i was like dude so freaking annyeong haseyo me or something the wrong one no no that's the thing that i i get um is i haven't been in europe that often but it really seems like in terms of the whole like homosexuality thing like they're they seem to be much more open to it there the issue in europe is still overt racism oh yeah everywhere's racist yes yes um compared to like say the asian countries where you know homosexuality is still very much like taboo and you know they're homophobic and racist some people (laughs) (laughs) yeah you can see that the whole the whole shebang (laughs) all but you know you've got people who actively deny that there are any homosexuality in their country at all because it's like it's still it's still they consider it a mental illness and even then mental illness is not really that regarded in Asian countries. Oh, right? there's so much stigma against yeah. anything. If you're imperfect, you are <laughs> need to be burned at the stake. No, see, that's my stereotype on Asia. Mm-hmm. So I'm like grappling with that too. And the thing is, like, I was super upset when I saw that Korea, like, that all these, you know, big Christian groups went out and condemned and shut down the Pride Parade in, in Seoul, which I'm sure there is a very big LGBTQ. Um, community i know for a fact that there is but like for for some reason in my head the only thing that sticks is like wow they shut down the pride parade in korea that freaking sucks i got super like you know frustrated and irritated but you know they fought hard against that and so i think i believe that they did hold i need to see the footage i heard it was mad awkward but um they actually ended up having the parade but the christian group still showed up and like demonstrated they like had drums and like had this whole you know, demonstration against So they're providing the beat for the Pride Parade. Pretty much. They're (laughs) the percussion and providing beats. And I'm sure it was like a giant rave as well. But, um, you know, I, you know what I'm saying? Like there's just, there's that, that conversation in a lot of places, including here has just begun in Mm -hmm. a real way. Right. Right. And I'm so happy that this moment happened, but it's still like part of a conversation. And I read somewhere that even the fact that this even came to be is just because, the culture is changing in, in the United States. I honestly, like, I give credit a lot to, like, uh, to entertainment. You know? It makes a difference. What you see and what you get normalized to and what you see is acceptable and is kind of part of normal, acceptable mm-hmm. society gets fed a lot by, you know, television and music and all those. And, you know, look at that, right? You can you can take pluck somebody out of, like, the Deep South but they're still watching the same things and listening to the same things that we are in San Francisco, right? In terms of right. what's on the internet and things like that. So I'm just, it's, it's baffles me to see how all of this plays out, yeah. especially as generations get older, as this like baby boomer generations getting aged and like the younger generations rising up. And I don't yeah. know. We'll see. And when something like marriage equality becomes something that's accepted, the arguments against it become that much more extreme. You know, you start to see the more like. Just be nice to people, guys. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I think it's just good that, you know, it's actually just people are bringing it into conversation. Like more people are talking about it. Like no issue ever gets resolved in silence. Right. So like I think um, I think it's just good that people are talking about it, whether that's like, you know, for it or against it, it doesn't matter. People are talking about it. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think, like, where we're at in the U.S. is 
technically pretty much a lot better than like some other areas and countries like we've talked about and True. you know where like there's some countries where homosexuality is like an actual death sentence um so that's Russia. you know i feel very like lucky to be in a place where we can have these debates and that it's a hotly debated issue that then we like it's goes through law and like all these things happens and like all these activism like i think just being in an area that allows that is just um to be grateful for Word. yeah yep. props definitely definitely a big milestone for just equality in general world's changing y'all yeah Yes. But the more it things is. change, the more things stay the same. Because just um, last night, an article went out on IndieWire about... We're, we're switching gears now from from major quality back to racism and Emma Stoning hashtag. Which, be careful when you go to hashtag Emma Stone because Emma Stone is also the name of a porn star. No one's really using that hashtag, though. I know. Maybe because they realized they're getting porn. But... <laughs> um, so last night there was an article on IndieWire about um, I think her name was Catherine Heimlich Heinrich. Anyways, the director of the first Twilight movie, who's one of the more I guess um, bankable female directors in Hollywood right now, um, just got signed on to direct a fifty million historic epic set in ancient China. Oh gosh! About huh? a it's essentially a neutral kingdom in the middle of the Silk Road in between the Han dynasty and the Huns mm-hmm. and they're fighting. And in the middle is this princess of the, of the kingdom who's also Caucasian. What? Yay. Yay. Lulan. It's called Lulan. Yeah. They're uh, so let's, let's role play here. You, you, okay. you okay. pitch, you pitch your Minji's going to pitch her, her action epic in China and I'll be the studio exec. This is how I think it went down. I don't... What? Uh, okay. Hello, sir. Um, so I have this idea for an incredible movie that we want to set in China. I whoa, 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 whoa. In China, you say? Is it modern-day China? What? It's ancient China. Ancient China. But there are no white people in ancient China. You know what? Let me get an intern on it. Intern, do some research. Okay. So according to this... Back in recently, they found a old mummy in ancient that lived in ancient China who apparently had Caucasian features. So you get this: that mummy is now your main character, and we'll cast her as a white chick. Cha-ching! Oh my god! And oh my scene. Goodness. So yeah, so <laughs> that's pretty much so how I went down. I'm I think. confused at like the director's intention, the, the whoever hired the person's intentions. Is it like? for media press or is it like like literally deliberately like sort of a slap in the Asian community like that's the intention like what exactly is the intention I mean none of us really know but just going off of what I how I do understand the Hollywood machine works no movie has ever made Twilight numbers with an Asian lead so you have to have a white lead and that's kind of the way like it's kind of a risk thing right like we can't risk this movie doing badly because we didn't cast a white person. And because if there's no white people in this entire movie, people won't watch it. Well, right? honestly, I'm getting, to be honest, this con- this conversation is so like repetitive. <laughs> 
and that's not our fault. It's just because it keeps freaking happening. I'm like ready to curse because I'm so over it. And to be honest, it's white people making white movies. So they need people that they can connect with. Because like, to be honest, they just like you would. I can't make a movie about like being black. Like I could try, but it wouldn't be easily accessible to me because I don't know that experience. You know what I'm saying? White people can't make Asian movies. Like, I don't know. It's so old. Like I'm so sick of this. So I don't, I haven't done enough research to really see what, um, what exactly who wrote it and what the, what the background is. But I do know that they plan on making this an action trilogy and they want to involve like a love triangle between a Han, a Han and this white princess. You know, it's twilight. twilight it's twilight it's chinese twilight it's twilight that's all but like anybody who has a no okay like <laughs> here's the thing though um they made they wrote this movie targeting chinese audiences right because that's where the, the real money is and here's my um uh, my wonder is chinese people asian people in general are very prideful true this is true right we know this right we're like made of pride um so, will will they be accepting of like this historical fiction that kind of rewrites history? Like, I'd be interested to see to see if this experiment works in China because if it does, watch out—you're going to have tons of white people. Like, it's pretty much everyone's trying to get their hands on Chinese money. It's Dances with Wolves. Every, but China, everyone wants Chinese money. The Last a, Samurai. China. A and B. Hollywood has run out of ideas, so they're trying to go to China. And freaking put white people like there's this article that I'm reading is just saying like there's gonna be some hunky guys where the Huns and the Hans will each send young charismatic hot men diplomats to try to win her heart and her loyalty. So all right, let's let's cast. Um, so we already know the princess. No, I don't is even want to cast. I don't want to cast. I don't want to cast. Um, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm the so Han is it. probably Harry Shum, right? Who else is sexy? Oh. Is that confirmed? No, I'm just. No, we're just oh. hypothetical. Hypothetical. I'm okay. abstaining. Are there any other hot Asian dudes with like crazy? Daniel Henny. Oh, I guess he could be a hun. They'll get Rick Yoon in there. Maybe. They'll get Daniel Day Kim. Mm. Mm. He'll be like the uncle, like the <laughs> He'll be or a like hot the older or guy. like the old general that sends Harry Shum to the to the princess. Let's please they have to be young. They're Daniel Henny. <laughs> Let's be real, okay? If we're gonna start going into like men trying to win women, okay? There was no restriction of like, hi, here's a 13 year old girl. Here's a 50 year old man who's really wealthy, and I want her hand in marriage. That happened all the time. Let's be real. It was not within a 10 year age range of her. Well, this was innocence. in China, so they had like maybe yeah. 20 years to live, anyways, right? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, um, Marvin. More like forty-five. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Well, there's also the other movie news about um, I forgot his name, but Crazy Rich Asians, which is a best-selling book, is being made into a movie. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. okay. that's like reality and, in China. Yeah, but people are already trying to figure out who they're going to Emma Stone into this. Oh, stop verbalizing that. It's not a verb. I can't think of like what's. Who they're going to whitewash it with. I guess. Race bend. Can we race go back to race bend? bend? I don't know. That's still accurate. Race bending. But yeah. It's kind of funny that now that whenever we have um, news of Asian roles in Hollywood, the first reaction is, oh, I bet they'll get a white person. Because it happens all the time. Yeah. I'll be surprised when they don't. I'm so unsurprised by it. It's so boring. 
and this is the Twilight director. I'm sorry. It's just like, if anyone takes this seriously, I quit America. But that movie made <laughs> good jillions of dollars. They'll make money, and so what? Good for them. They'll get their hands on Chinese, whatever. Again, then, then you're going by the whole definition of like, okay, you make money, that means you win in life. There's a lot of miserable rich people, i.e. Donald Trump, who just lost all of Latino America. <laughs> See, wow. I'm sorry. I just saw an article earlier today where they're selling uh, Donald Trump-shaped pinatas. Yeah. They are. They well, are. I mean, that guy made a fortune putting his foot in his mouth. So. Want to talk about racism? Let's talk about racism. <laughs> Let's talk about all the stupid things that are money-related that have absolutely no shred of integrity or dignity left to it. So, yes, am I going to be completely heartbroken that a stupid movie that is inaccurate about China is going to make a lot of money? It's so unsurprising. It's so predictable. Yeah, right. Going back to Donald Trump, though. <laughs> Like, All right. I don't understand how you can want to like run for president. Oh, you probably hire your staff, right? That your your campaign staff, and no one took a look at that speech and said, "Whoa, there." He probably fired the staff. Whoa, there, Donald. Are you do do you, do you want to lose? Do you want to pay us money for doing nothing? Because you know you say this, and we're going to just hang out during the entire campaign because you've already lost. I can. Pay I've him. always thought that he was not really that serious. In becoming yeah. president. Oh, he is so serious. Although, Don't it's funny ever... because I think national polls has him as like the second or third in running for popularity. And then I think like Fox News is doing this thing where they're cutting off or they're only taking like the top 10 of the national polls um, in term- and having them in their debate. So they're like pretty much cutting off some people that don't make it. Um, and it's funny because like... Donald Trump is in that, and other more serious contenders are not. So, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a crazy world. But going back to casting everything, the good thing is now there's plenty of places to watch Asians playing Asians in movies and feature length films. Now, you know you've got everything before us. The Wong Fu movie now on Vimeo and streaming everywhere. You got um, yes. Awesomation Bad Guys, who, which is now streaming everywhere, too. And that, that's a fun romp. You know, it takes you back to you know, the early days of YouTube where people were just having fun making films, right? Um, and you got Advantageous, um, a really, really great film by um, uh, Jennifer Pong, which is now on Netflix. So you can watch it for free. You guys should all definitely watch that film. I'm going to watch it. And, um, and Soul Searching, um, the Benson Lee film, which is you know, a, a throwback to those John Hughes 80s movies is going to be released in theaters soon too. That is awesome to hear. So they're getting distribution. They're working on it. I don't don't know what the status of the distribution is. I mean, they're, they're not releasing on any VOD or anything right now. So they're still aiming for theaters. So it's probably going to be limited release. Um, I think, I think at least in LA CGV is going to carry it for sure. Which is the K-Town Theater. They premiered the whole yeah. movie in San Francisco at CamFest. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that the Kabuki Theater is in, you know, it'll be, mm-hmm. it'll yeah. be there. Maybe yeah. The Castro. I love, that's what I love about all the other smaller theaters in the city that, um, any metropolitan area, there's always people that are willing to take a chance on yeah. non-blockbuster. And, and we saw it um, a couple weeks ago on it. Was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I cried. <laughs> <laughs> it struck a nerve. But that's generally my curiosity about 
films because there's the automatic audience that are going to kind of gravitate towards any given film because of its popularity and its accessibility. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as like foreign films. When you're in America, like how many people honestly watch foreign films? I'm sure it's like a really small number in comparison to the majority. You mean you have to read while watching this movie? Go watch Jurassic World. So that's, I think it's incredible. Like it's, it's such a mix and match situation of like what really kind of breaks that barrier which is the importance of the whole mainstream concept. Like people kind of refute it or don't see it as like their end goal. But ultimately it kind of is because that's where you do cross borders, right? Like invisible borders. That's where people who did not know anything about you get to suddenly learn about you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? I feel like that's the importance of things like film festivals is going in and just watching films that you may not n- normally see in, you know, the real world or whatever, but, you know, seeing someone's perspective and seeing someone's, someone's you know, a story that someone wants to tell you. Do you go film. to film yes. festivals, guys? Selena and Daisuke? I've been to the CAM festival. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my first time. Nice. And actually, that's where I watched the collaboration documentary, which which aired um, up there. So that was cool. Oh my God, you're uh, there? But, you know, I actually... That was a night I, I slid my head like open. Collaboration, in a sense, like sort of a similar concept where, you know, you go to a showcase to um, watch an artist that you might not know of. Um, but then after the showcase, you sort of now know these like up-and-coming artists and... Like, you know, the same thing with, like, going to a film festival, watching, like, film films that you haven't heard of or, like, that are still small um, and supporting the community. How can we make that sexier? That's all I want to know. Like, Coachella became sexy. <laughs> it became all the rage. Like, festivals became – music festivals became all the rage. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was something yes. that did – it was not before. It was very much like a hippie – fringe thing right everybody else was on youtube i'm not on youtube i'm sorry on mtv and vh1 and then like the little small groups that go it's like bonnaroo and stuff i think it's the hippie fringe thing that became popular right right so then hip being like i think it coincided with the whole hipster movement where all of a sudden being a hippie or kind of like a hippie is cool Yes, that was very insightful, Marvin. (laughs) No, but it's true. I don't know. We 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 our gener Marvin and I have uh, an older generation where we kind of straddle that those two cultures where it was like super super it was ultra Britney Justin MTV era real world and now it's like that's not what's cool anymore. You got to like the band that no one knows and then you're cool. I don't, well, I mean, that's one way of being cool. I mean, popular music is always going to be popular music. It's popular music for a reason. Yeah. You know, people yeah. like popular music. And there's always going to be a counterculture who, you know. Rejects it. Rejects it. So <laughs> it's it's a part of just culture, just having those two sides. Word. Yeah. But, yeah. We um, get to learn from Daisuke and Selena's generation because it is different. To be honest, like, they're not that much younger, but there's a difference. Well, they're, they're, te- we're technically on, you know, opposite ends of the same generation. Yeah. You and I are the, the vanguard of the millennials and they're, you know, the tail end. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're borderline yes. Gen Z. <laughs> yes. The Gen Z is just coming to college now. They're they're the they're the generation that grew up with iPads and you know. Whoa. Yeah. I actually I remember growing up wanting all those electronics. My mom was very much against it. So she was like, no games, no cell phone. And so like I always had like the really big kind of old cell phone that like none of my friends had. Oh no. <laughs> you know when so, I got my first cell phone? Yeah. College. Oh, okay. Well, I got it a little bit earlier than that, but still. Yes. Do you appreciate that Daisuke or do you still like wish you had had it earlier? Um, well, I think the whole game thing, like, not being able to play games, I actually, like, so her intention was because, like, she thought games will, like, rot your brain, which I kind of, like, I actually kind of disagree because I think games, like, when you're playing video games, you're, like, strategizing and you're, like, you know, there's, like, a lot of, like, things that you actually learn from being good at games Um, and also just being able to converse with your friends who all play games. So I, if I had kids, I, think I, I don't know. Have you heard but, of, have you heard people talking while playing games these days? Um, well, I guess not, 12 year I don't want to be with... like a hardcore gamer um, <laughs> because like, then you're like trade, the trade off is like the social time that you could spend with friends and being outside in three dimensional but... life. <laughs> well, VR is coming soon. So that's about to go out the window. Oh gosh. Now people are just going to be trapped in their houses forever. <laughs> Avatars. I still feel like it'll well, be the same. I don't think... I think there are people who are never really inclined for games, i.e. myself. Like, I played Super Mario 3, and that was when I ended. But Well, I imagine if you can put on a headset and go to Paris. But you wouldn't really be home. there. But you can hear it. But you, you wouldn't really be it. there. But you wouldn't really be there. I don't so know. I'm just saying, like, there are people, like, as much as technology... You think that technology is going to change everybody? There's still people who just won't be into it. There's still people who still aren't on Facebook... And still don't really care for their smartphones. Like, it, it will make an impact and, like, draw people in. But it's not going to, I don't know. And then we'll leave you in the dust. By the way, speaking of That's... the future of data and all that stuff, um, good job to Facebook for being able to identify all the people who, you know, support marriage equality. Because now they have all the data from the, from the filters we all put on our profile pictures. Oh, is that what yeah. it was? They know who we are now. Now they can target well, better ads. <laughs> you know, that's always our intentions. I don't know if that was part <laughs> deliberate or accidental. You know, there's always conspiracies out there. <laughs> but as a, as an You're talking to an MBA that. here. I understand how these things work. <laughs> well, data more data is good data. Yeah, no, they so. can target now now they know to target how to target these ads for us. Daisuke will will not be providing any formal comment on behalf of Facebook. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we were briefed on that this morning at our old hands. Were you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Oh. <laughs> I was supposed to say that. Now we know. So yeah, that's uh, that's been a podcast. It's been about over an hour now. L- way over an hour, actually. Time flies wow. when you're having fun. Are we having fun? Or when yeah, you're mad? I can never tell. I get heated. <laughs> the world makes me upset sometimes. Yeah. And as always, before we sign off, well, we would do emails now. But we didn't. We didn't get any. So if you guys want to email us, uh, send your send your email questions to podcast at collaboration.org. Um, you can email us questions, feedback, or more personality tests. Last time we had a really good one where we discovered that Minji is the office building, 
and I'm a lively bazaar. <laughs> Selena and Daisuke were our special guests, and I'm so glad you guys were able to join us, yeah. especially on like random Tuesday night, Wednesday Thank night. You for Thanks having for having us. us. Before we yeah. go, though, yeah. some last-minute announcements. For those of you in Chicago, Collaboration Chicago is having a yacht party. Saturday, July 11th at Ducible Harbor. Um, if you're in Chicago, check that out. Um, LA, Collaboration LA is having an open mic at the MPK Night Market Friday, um, July 17th at Barnes Park in Monterey Park. Um, if you're interested in being a part of it, check out the Collaboration LA Facebook page uh, for more info. Um, and we got more showcases coming up. Now that LA is over, we got Houston coming up Friday, July 24th um, at the Stafford Center. Um, that's going to be crazy. I'm excited. Houston's always a lot of fun. I love our Houston fam. Collaboration DC is having their uh, showcase Saturday, August 8th at the F. Scott Fitzgerald Center in Rockville, Maryland. Collaboration Dallas is having their showcase Friday, uh, August 14th at the Latino Cultural Center in Dallas. And Collaboration Chicago rounds up the season with their showcase on Saturday, August 15th um, in downtown Chicago. And sometime after that, Collaboration SF is having their alumni show. Woo-hoo. October 10th, Whoa. Saturday, 10 That's just way too far for us to plug on the show. It's way, way too far. Wow. Well, actually. We're going to have to bring you guys back on to plug it next time. I'm so sad Perfect. because it's the. No, we're definitely bringing you back, back on. But I'm so sad because I can't go because we'll be at Houston for the Society of Asian Scientists and Engineers Festival. Minji doesn't love you guys anymore. She's going somewhere else. I'm devastated. But it's going to be an awesome, awesome, awesome show. (laughs) Yes. We're excited. Yeah. So much talent in the bay. Can't wait. (laughs) So, yeah, thanks so much for joining us, Daisuke and Selena from Collaboration SF. Do you guys have any closing words you want to say to our listeners? Well, (laughs) I have to say this was so much fun. I mean, I'm glad that, like, I'm getting to meet more and more Collaboration LA people and global my trip down to LA or our trip down to LA was super fun. And I mean, honestly, we just got to keep rolling, keep rolling and keep, keep rolling, doing our rolling, mission. Rolling, rolling, <laughs> rolling down the West coast. <laughs> <and up. laughs> so yeah, you guys yeah. should definitely come back soon. We, we love to have you guys. Collab or die. Collab or die. Yo. <laughs> that's Selena's closing <laughs> words. Her joyful words are collab Well, die. that's our sign off for this week. For Minji and Marvin, sure. collab or die. Stay cool, everybody. Disco guy, excuse me, I heard bang bang, I heard shots. The mean barge in the interrupt your workshop. Without you, the show stops. I heard you're thirsty, so I got you a cold pot. Hey, girl, hit me with your voodoo. Corey I watch the be YouTube. Baggy clothes you wear, my.